after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors hey everybody welcome to after these messages where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks we are here to talk about tv commercials good ones and bad ones and ones where people say weird shit like this. I have this friend at work that keeps interrupting me. What should I do? My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Viv. Hi, Andrew. I really thought that person was going to get interrupted in the middle of that sentence. That's how I would have done it. Yeah, that would have been funnier, but pretty antithetical to the product that they were advertising. Will we be talking about that commercial later? We will indeed. Then don't let me ruin it now. <laughs> Coming up on the show today, um, what is the topic? Female friendships. Um, yes, I was uh, I was struck by an ad that I've seen a number of times that depicts in a, I think a very simple and compelling way um, a friendship between two women, and I started thinking about that as an idea about whether that's something that advertisers are interested in as a story, and so I'll get into uh, some of the ways female friendships have been depicted in advertising. You ladies, yeah, you just like to get together and shop and lunch, right? Don't, yeah, don't sleep on that as a trope. <laughs> are there any yogurt commercials? There, in there? are some yogurt. <laughs> are commercials. there really? Spoiler alert! <laughs> I did. I honestly did not know. There's, I just figured there must be bonding over yogurt. There's definitely bonding over yogurt. Nice. All right. Also, we will check in with my ongoing. Um, digital archiving project involving a bunch of VHS tapes that I found. And um, I have a, a kind of a uh, a musical-themed BT dubs segment coming up later today, including one that I find... Well, one that I find confusing, and then one that I find legitimately delightful. I, I was wait. surprised. It's really good. It's for Burger King. Have you ever heard of Burger <laughs> King? Um, and also, uh, we are going to check with the Ad Council. What's going on with the Ad Council? What is going on with the Ad Council? Um, yes, we heard from somebody about a thing that I haven't <laughs> I'm sorry. At. I put you on the spot. I thought you had something dialed up for that, but I see you were actually... I was looking at the wrong part of the show sheet. But um, you said that there's something that really speaks to my interest yes, involving is, a fast food chain. There's an, uh, there's an ad parody that someone sent us that that truly dials into a, a complaint you've been making about <gasps> um, fast food commercials for a long time. Oh, really? I yes. consider me very intrigued. Yeah. That was a very good forward promo, at least for me yeah, very, because it involves me. It's like if you're going to tell me about a dream you had, I want to be in it. Right. Right. That's actually not true for me because I will hear about anybody's dreams. <laughs> you can call the voicemail line. Keep smiling. Keep shining. Knowing you can always count on me. For sure. That's what friends are for. This is unrelated, Genevieve, but... um. Caused a little bit of a stir on TBTL yesterday when, in passing, I mentioned that I don't, I don't know if anybody really has the like go to school naked or go to work naked dream. Uh huh. I think I was mostly joking when I said that, but I've never had it before, and I've been hearing from a lot of people who are saying, "Oh yeah, that's a real thing, man. Have you had that dream?" I'm embarrassed to tell you that my version of that dream is going to the bathroom in public. Uh, I've had I, that's the closest I've come. Yes, uh, but I feel like it's it. It is. It's coming from the same sc scared mm -hmm. place. 
you know. I've had dreams where I cannot find a clean toilet. Or <laughs> there, the one that I had last time, I did find a clean toilet and I was excited about it. But then as I, as the dream went on, I started to realize how disgusting it was. <laughs> and so that that is definitely a recurring thing for me. me but is having, it a public place? Yeah. Well, not like in public, but it's like really like I will have to walk barefoot into like a gross dormitory bathroom uh, okay. looking for a toilet or something like well, that. Well, that speaks the, to your sort of specific phobia. Yeah. Which is just like, yeah, walking in bare feet through gross public restrooms. Yeah. That is a specific phobia, I guess. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Like, I don't feel that's as shame-based as the, the being naked oh, or... Oh, is that what you think that is? Or being... Or feeling exposed, feeling vulnerable. Uh -huh. Yeah. I probably just have to go to the bathroom in real life, <laughs> and, and that's why I'm and dreaming you're very about it. germophobic. Um, I don't think I am germaphobe. But anyway, um, let's talk about women being friends. First of all, let's start with this. Do you think women can be friends? <laughs> Do I think okay. women can be friends? That would be a real hot take to suddenly be like, oh, women can't have real friendships. Uh -huh. Like almost any other two kinds of people on earth, you can ask that question about and, and get at least a you know, a BuzzFeed article about it. You mean it. like, can women and can men... Can women and men be friends? Yeah. Can men and men be friends? I hate that shit. Yeah, it's garbage. But anyway, women famously can be friends. Mm -hmm. It's like the one thing everyone in society agrees that mm -hmm. we're actually good at mm -hmm. is forming lasting, meaningful, personal friendships. But also being catty and turning on your friends and then having big fallouts. I feel like that's a trope too. Yeah, no. I'm not really going to get into any of those here. Good. We'll do that next week. Mm -hmm. This one, let's, let's start with the one that, I, that I've been seeing it's it's been running for a while but i happened to catch it on tv this weekend um it's for Michelob ultra which is the like if you aren't familiar it's the low carb low calorie beer uh light beer that is really trying to associate its brand with people who are very active right so a lot of the ads for mick ultra will be like people like working out or going mm -hmm. on like a big long bike ride or or like doing something really physically demanding and then relaxing at the end of it all with a with a Mick Ultra and like mm -hmm. don't undo all of the good work you did for your body is the implicit message, right? Because those you can still have me, a beer, but those always make me feel bad. They yes, shouldn't, but they, they make should. me feel bad because I am always seeing them while watching football with my face just like <laughs> greasy as hell from buried eating too in many. a pile of French fries. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Henry the Eighthing my way through oversized <laughs> chicken wings, and I'm drinking like the heaviest beer possible, yeah. some heavy IPA, while you show these like very handsome people like running through the streets and then celebrating with a cold, refreshing diet. Diet beer. A diet beer, exactly. Uh, why don't they call it diet beer? <laughs> well, I mean, just by saying it, I think we have our answer. Doesn't it sound gross? Diet beer as opposed to light well, beer? Well, it sounds gross because because that's the way the light beer industry has conditioned us to think about mm -hmm. it. But why is diet soda intrinsically not gross? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can... I compare it to cigarettes somehow. And now I know that you don't eat cigarettes, or at least you shouldn't. <laughs> you should not. Um, but... You know, like you have a you have a regular cigarette, then you have a light cigarette, yeah. right? And so beer, you have a regular beer, then you have a light beer. I just sort of feel like maybe they're taking their cues from that, maybe. True, could be. All right, well, moving on, since that's not the subject of our show today. This Mick Ultra ad is just like those other ones. It shows somebody, um, you know, doing the doing the work. She's It's a woman. She's finishing up her run, and she's obviously just pretty beat like she's really had a good long run or she's run down the block and back which is how i would look <laughs> and, th and that's how i would look if i did that and she's it looks like she's returning to a home in the suburbs somewhere yeah, it's a very some, suburban kind of kind a of suburban street yep. she's running up the driveway and it's the last the, the name of this ad is the last hundred meters 
And as she runs up the driveway, and I don't think that there's any any voice over here. Um, as she runs up the driveway, uh, another woman is standing there holding two Michelob Ultras. And I think she might be wearing athleisure wear as well She's as kind, if she might have just She may have done. finished her run also. Yeah. yeah. So it's very clear that they're both very uh, sort of committed to fitness. And she kind of holds out the beer as like a little incentive for her friend to make it all the way up the drive. Mm-hmm. And they share a beer together. I... Um, Maybe you want to talk about this, too. Um, but I was also wondering if they're a couple. Well, I did think about that. It's ambiguous in this context. It's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that they could be a couple. But there's no overt signifiers. Mm-hmm. Possibly the company is trying to be ambiguous about it. Um, but my just gut read on it was that they're friends. I think, Partly because of the way beer ads are, are yeah, treated. Yeah, and, and that makes the most sense. I think the reason why my brain maybe goes there was because what is the scenario here? Like, if that, I, I mentioned that this is kind of a nice, looks like, you know, upper middle class suburban neighborhood. So if they're just pals, why is one of them at the other one's house? You know what I mean? Why is she finishing up her run? Because it doesn't look like the other one was just like, a hundred feet in front of her, like they were running together. This other woman is like kind of calm and relaxed. She's already got beers waiting for her friend. You would think that like if this were like young roommates, they wouldn't be in this like kind of McMansiony neighborhood or something like that. I, maybe yeah, that's why I, just, I was wondering about it. Like, I, I think my read on it comes from the fact that most beer ads revolve around friends drinking mm-hmm. together, and and particularly the McUltra McUltra. Um, like just sort of campaign of commercials have been around like friends getting together. It's not that couples are never in beer ads, but they're usually beer ads either seem to be about friends enjoying each other's company or people meeting each other in romantic uh, context. But there's not a ton of beer ads where a couple drinks beer together. Maybe they're like neighbors. Maybe they're neighbors. That would maybe make the most sense. Because I'm just trying to figure out, like, why is this person waiting in her own... Like, is, whose driveway is this if these guys don't live together, you know? But True. Maybe, yeah, maybe she maybe ran neighbor. to her friend's house. I could see that maybe being neighbors. Yeah. But anyway, let's take a quick listen to this again. Is it all music? There might be a little dialogue at the end, right? I'm maybe. I'm not sure. Let's take a listen. She runs up. She's tired. She's putting her hands on her knees. Her friend is holding two beers and give her the. If you enjoy it, Michelob Ultra. Sorry, I talked over that. Her friend's kind of like, "Come on, you got this," and kind of like waves her forward. And the voiceover says, "It's only worth it um, if you enjoy it." I think too, their body language doesn't suggest yeah, romantic right. intimacy to me. It's yeah. more like a friendship. Yeah, well, and it's a really quick ad, and we talked a lot about it for an ad that probably lasts fifteen seconds. Yeah. But it just does speak to me in some way that's that feels sort of authentic, actually, which I like. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I actually really like that it's only worth it if you enjoy it, too. Um, all right. But let's get into some real heavy-duty women-on-women friendship. Mm. And for that, we're going to need to go to the yogurt sector. Oh we my need to God. go to Yogurtin. Oh, my God. Early 2000s Yogurtin. Yes. This is like this is the peak of women enjoying yogurt commercials. Oh, my gosh. Women love yogurt as we'll get into here with a a bit from infomania that i think we've probably actually talked about before Mm -hmm. but they did a uh yo play uh again like maybe yeah probably 20 years ago now did a a short series with the same two actresses um in the first they're just in normal day clothes and they're talking they're having this conversation about how good the yo play is and they're comparing it to all of these other good things Mm, this is good no this is really good. 
This is like private island good. No, this is like long massage good. <laughs> this is first kiss good. Shoe shopping good. I'd like to thank the Academy good. Oh, this is so good, I'm actually in pain. <laughs> Rich, creamy Yoplait yogurt. It is so good. Oh, this is bad. She's, she's out, at the bottom. She's out of her yogurt. Yeah. Um, it's this so is over the top. Shoe shopping good. Yes. It's oh so God. over the top. It's so ridiculous. Um, but they don't, these women have not had enough of talking about yogurt because now we cut, we, we return to their story. Oh, the same two women the are at a wedding women, together. They're now. in a wedding. They're wearing these very, uh, like, over the top bridesmaids dresses, all frills and uh, and ruffles, pretty pretty you know mm. egregious, stereotypically bad bridesmaids dresses. They're sitting alone at a be- what looks to be a very beautiful outdoor wedding with tables all around them and all the table like no one else is with them. Everyone else is apparently at the dance floor or cake cutting i don't know these two have opted out even though they're clearly a central part of the wedding no i have uh, i have a theory on okay this. I, i'm seeing some things that maybe could belie it but this is bright sunny outside a bunch of empty chairs around a bunch of nicely made up tables like you said they are in the wedding party so possibly you know how when you're in the wedding party you there's sit photos they're yeah. sitting around okay, like so maybe the rest the of the wedding the only thing that maybe belies that is i'm going to enhance enhance here do we see some dirty dishes on one of these tables and if so that would indicate that the dinner has already been served i, I think i see some dirty um, that's what i read maybe even um like dessert dishes and so everybody's eaten their dessert and now they're all dancing somewhere that's was that's your theory but as well it does to me have the vibe of like after everything's happened Uh but you could be right maybe it's before the festivities why do they even have yogurt where did they get it yeah did they bring this because i'm also wondering if i'm right that that's a dirty dessert plate like maybe they didn't eat dessert maybe it's subtly implied that these ladies are keeping it together by bringing like their own secret Gogurt? Is it gogurt if it's not in a tube, but you took it to go? <laughs> not all yogurt to go is gogurt. Really? No. So all gogurt is yogurt, but not all yogurt is gogurt. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So maybe that's sort of implied here that they're skipping. I the think it's a confusing the... thing, as we'll get to here yeah. in, in greater detail. But let's listen to what they have to say about how good this yo play is. Mm. This is like cute best man good. No, this is like burning this dress good. <laughs> Never having to stand in line at the ladies' room good. Mm. Getting these shoes off good. Getting put with an usher who's not shorter than you good. Did you see him? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Rich, creamy Yoplait yogurt. It is so good. Not catching the bouquet good. (laughs) They're independent women. Um, You're right. This is clearly after the wedding. She wants to get out of her shoes. She wants to. She hates her clothes. She hates the dress. She just wants to get out of the dress. She wants to get out of the shoes. She wants to get out of Dodge. She really does. So I mentioned the Infomania and Sarah Haskins, who is a contributor to that, and is now, I learned, a writer who wrote Booksmart, which was the Olivia Wilde um, uh, debut movie feature film that is about uh, uh, two high school friends, two nerds, two girls who are high school nerds who decide sort of like it looks sort of like a female super bad although uh-huh. I'm sure that's very reductive but like these two high school girls who've been you know rule followers and and nerds their whole high school career decide to try to live it up on their as they're graduating 
Um, Sarah Haskins was one of the writers on that, which I was delighted. That's to interesting. Learn. That's good that she's still. Yeah, like that's a good trajectory of her career. Yeah, because yeah, she was on this. So she had this segment called Target Women, and what was the show that it was on again? Infomania. Infomania, which again was kind of an early two thousands kind of like it was a it was like a cable TV show, but it sort of felt internety, sort of it right. Did. One of those it early was from shows. some network that Al Gore financed oh, initially. I remember that Al Gore network. Yeah, I kind of liked it. it. I did too. It had some good stuff, including this. Uh, Infomania show she did a whole uh, segment of Target Women just about women and yogurt commercials and she addresses Mm -hmm. this specific campaign by by yo play if you want to give it a play yeah by the way it was current tv that was al gore's station or he was something that he founded i don't know that he ran it um then it, it the the network itself ran from 2005 to 2013 so not a super long run but um longer than any cable network i've ever started <laughs> all right so here's sarah haskins hey why am i holding all this yogurt because i'm a woman And yogurt is the official food of women. Thanks. Just turn on your TV. Day and night, but mostly day unless you're watching Lifetime. There's going to be some ladies just chilling out and eating some yogurt and appealing to our inner woman to get us to do it too. Mmm. This is good. No, this is really good. This is like private island kid. No, this is like long massage good. First kiss good. Shoe shopping good. Say more stuff I generically relate to than go to a wedding. This is like cute best man good. No, this is like burning this dress good. Never having to stand in line at the ladies room good. Not catching the bouquet good. It's who serves yogurt at their wedding good. <laughs> it's substitute for human experience good. It's being first woman president good. Eat it. Yogurt can do anything. Yogurt eaters come from every race, but just one socioeconomic class. The class that wears gray hoodies. It's that, I have a master's, but then I got married look. These ladies are on It kind diet. of peters out from here. My diet? Well, yesterday I had an apple turnover. Well, that and... I remember this commercial that they're showing now, too. Like, she's talking about the yogurt she's eating, but her husband's in the background looking for all these delicious foods that she's talking about. Right? Yeah, exactly. Women and yogurt, it's true, is a is a pretty tired trope. And she also gets into the Jamie Lee Curtis Activia yogurt oh, that makes you poop right, right yeah. uh, campaign. Oof. But I do think that just from a women and friendship perspective, those um, those yo play ads are especially kind of egregious. Like it feels, and I'm not saying that women weren't necessarily involved in the in the create the writing of that or the creation of it, but. If shoe shopping good, <laughs> first kiss good, I don't know. It just seems like I don't know. Reductive. I, reductive yeah. and and like and cliche and I, it doesn't seem to me like the way I've ever related to any women in my actual mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Whereas short though it was, the little Mick Ultra commercial where she hands her the beer, yeah, felt very authentic. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right, moving on. Let's talk about Chevy Malibu because this Chevy Malibu has a truly bonkers tagline at the end. So the premise here is that you have a woman who has bought a Chevy Malibu and she drives her two friends around um, and she's shocked to learn or to to discover that when they're in her car, uh, because it has a a hotspot, a Wi-Fi hotspot, her normally talkative friends, uh, like become glued to their phones when we get together it gets loud but since i started driving us around in my new malibu i've noticed a change they're quiet 
too quiet. It was a mystery worthy of investigation discovery. To solve it, I observed their behavior. No one even noticed when I stopped for a closer look, revealing the final piece of the puzzle. She turns the Wi-Fi back to normal, off. You had to give my car's built-in Wi-Fi hotspot the cold shoulder. The Chevy Malibu, always revealing the meaning of friendship. So she Chevy turns Malibu, off. always revealing the meaning of friendship. Is that what that's always doing? That is. It's always doing it. Wild to me, like who wrote that? Yeah, it seems twisted and Chevy laborious. Ma- Chevy Malibu. Always revealing the meaning of friendship. I mean, you have the tagline. Let's work backward from there. <laughs> no, that is so tortured. It's so tortured. It's so far from it's also what un- their mission statement is. It's also unclear what it's like. A, I feel like that might run during like um, reality TV that we don't watch. Like, what was this whole? It turns into this parody of yes. something that I'm not quite exactly sure what it is. Like, I had to what was it i had to research what was going on and then it's like it's like it was like test number 66 yeah it's just like some big brother reference that we're not getting i don't know that seemed very strange it was very it was really tortured and really strained it definitely felt like something that you would see in uh probably some reality tv show i guess so but what a strange during i should say yeah i mean just what a strange setup for an ad yeah yeah of all the reasons and first of all it's like I don't know if I'm outside the norm here, but like if you have your phone and you want to be on the phone in the car, you just use cellular data. Right. I know some people are like really more focused on, well, I'll wait till I get to a place with Wi-Fi because I only have so much data or whatever. And I have a I overpay for it, as you know, Genevieve, for an unlimited data plan. So I don't worry about it. But it's, I just sort of feel like if these are the type of women who when they get into a car, they start burying their nose in the phone, which, you know, no judgment, like whatever. If, even if that's a premise, I just don't feel like, oh, it's whether or not the Wi-Fi is working in the car. I agree. I think that Chevy is really casting about for some scenario where a Wi-Fi hotspot's going to change the outcome of something. Mm-hmm. And I think they landed on the wrong scenario. Here's the deal. It makes a lot of sense with kids, right? Yes. Not to be reductive towards kids, but you could see this commercial with like a family or just any, maybe a single parent or whatever, and they're driving this car. Now, it's a Malibu, though, so you don't associate Malibus with necessarily like family driving. It's not, not like really. a minivan or whatever. Or a, or a but like SUV. You, you could see them like on a road trip somewhere and the kids are fighting hey i turn on the wi-fi yes. now the kids can play their damn video games i thought one of the buick whatever. ads we talked about last week did a good job with that where, um, where the kid says hey mom is this your new buick and she says oh yeah, yeah right. i got wi-fi for your internet stuff yeah that's right is that the one where the kid also says don't patronize me <laughs> that was so. that was a really funny line um and so i feel like they're like okay well that's an argument for wi-fi but we don't want to just go back to the well of like kids shutting kids up with their devices with wi-fi or we're not sh- trying to sell this to families here it's a malibu yeah. so it should have a, maybe a sexier single vibe to it or I something think so. but then but they, now but you're then driving your girlfriends around yeah this idea in about your your talkative girlfriends suddenly clam up because of free wi-fi right what, what was it always not never <laughs> revealing, revealing the, the meaning tr- of friendship the truth of friends i feel like did like did somebody come in that day just having watched a lot of My Little Pony? <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, Friendship is Magic is My Little oh. Pony's like central brand, which we'll get to in a minute. Okay, gotcha. All right, let's go back to one that is a true classic in my opinion, one that has stayed with me for most of my life. I I knew exactly what to look for when I went to find this one. This is for um, a kind of instant coffee. 
um, that advertised way back in like the probably like late 80s, early 90s. Uh, and they were like, you know, sort of flavored instant coffees. They and came in those little cans. Little, I never had them in real cans. life. My family wasn't in, what was it, International Coffees? Cafe International. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is French vanilla. Mm-hmm. And you have two women who obviously have known each other for a long time. It's very similar in some ways to the yogurt vibe of them like kind of batting ideas back and forth in relationship to this coffee. Um, but they're going to go down memory lane together Um as they drink this French vanilla coffee. Yeah, I feel like so far, I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but we've seen mostly like young women or yeah. youngish women. I think so. Middle-aged or younger. Are these older women or still no, around? No, they're, the- they're still, um, you know, I would say they're in their reproductive years. Okay, like in their, you know, 30s or something. They're not, this isn't a Golden Girls friendship. No, we've got only one of those. Okay, gotcha. Here we go. This brings back memories. <laughs> oh, these are great. What's this remind you of? Mm, tastes like vanilla, huh? Senior trip. Paris. The cafe! Yeah. Rich, creamy-tasting coffee with a hint of vanilla flavor. French Vanilla Cafe. I love this coffee. From General Foods International Coffees. I loved that waiter. Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc. Because they were in Paris. I feel like women of my age uh, or thereabouts will will definitely remember that line reading where they in unison say, Jean. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That doesn't ring a bell to me at all. I, I mean, those commercials do yeah. those gauzy. Is that the right word? Yes, um, very, very gauzy. Very, uh, yeah. Very uh, filtered light. Yeah. The, I remember those commercials. And there's there's family ones. There's romantic ones, yeah. right? I feel like there's a man and a woman who touch hands across a table, maybe. Yes. I think if you're if, unless if you're not meeting over beer you're meeting over over mm-hmm. romantic coffee we did a whole thing about that romantic coffee oh that uh, whole that one that was a whole story was a, soap a serialized soap opera that yeah. started overseas and came to america i think and they changed the the principal's names i think that's right yeah well, that was a crazy story um get at me ad council if you remember the jean luc line reading jean luc I say stop objectifying men. That's one thing that I keep coming across <laughs> yeah. as you share these commercials so with much me. Like, oh, male objectification. Just this female gaze, which I find to be pretty toxic. <laughs> so we have luminosity next. Uh, I think it's just lumosity. Oh. Um, which might be an indication that you need lumosity. Uh, lumosity is one of I these. I need hooked on phonics. <laughs> is one of these things. One of these, like, like gamification of, like, um, like brain training, basically. Oh, oh, it is? Oh, yeah, I do need the musty. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, and the ad for this, I just, again, very similar uh, in in some ways to the, um, the Chevy Malibu ad. I feel like they were casting about pretty desperately for a scenario in which it would be helpful to have used this product. And by the way, that doesn't seem like it should be that big of a challenge. Like, would it be helpful to have a better memory and be quicker more quick-witted i feel like we could all understand how that sure. might benefit us you Would know it it's be like better to it's have not a mystery big brainier <laughs> it'd be better to be big brainier exactly um so in this one you have a woman just talking to the camera about why she plays lumosity and why it's so important for her friendships i started lumosity for me but it's been pretty good for the people around me too I remembered my friend's birthday, which is good, but I also remembered this bag she liked, and I remembered the store where we saw it. Better friendship through neuroscience. Who'd have guessed? Any brain can get better, and Lumosity.com can help. 
It's like a personal trainer for your brain, improving your performance with the science of neuroplasticity, but in a way that just feels like games. Start training with Lumosity.com right now and discover what your brain can do. She remembered her friend's birthday, Andrew. You know what that would be a great pitch for? <laughs> a calendar? Notepads. Notepads. <laughs> I mean, or maybe a calendar, yeah. It is an interesting example, it, but while she's talking, I will say this. While she's talking, you see, like, there's, like, some interesting sort of um, dynamic drawings and text graphics, sort of around yeah. here. A little graphic, like, little kind of cutesy hand-drawing things, simple on a light blue background. Um, and then as she's sort of completing that little anecdote, you see a bunch of little hearts. I think they're a bunch of little hearts but they're also like neurons and it shows the connections between them and I gotta say like kind of finishing that story with the visual of showing a representation of 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 cutesy neurons connecting I sort of I I don't feel like it's as bad as the Wi-Fi in the car one it made a little bit more sense it's a little bit more it makes a little more sense and it's sort of a manageable example and I Mm -hmm. maybe that's what they're going for they they're not gonna say like I did Lumosity and now I'm a rocket scientist, right? right? Like, that's not how that works. It's just trying to say, like, do you find yourself forgetting things more easily mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of being a little scattered? Like, this can help with that. I'm also dubious about their claims scientifically, but I'll, I'll leave that aside. Yeah, me too. Although, I mean, again, it's kind of a compelling case. They show you it. I'm like, oh, I'd play those games. I I could be big brainier. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and again, the idea of... Again, I don't think that's the best example possible, but like somehow from her talking with the illustration, I sort of thought like, oh, this, you're going to teach me sort of like memory palace kind of things yeah. or like almost like you're going to learn techniques for remembering things, which is sort of a compelling argument. The birthday thing sort of illustrates it. It's imperfect, but less irritating to me, I would say. I don't think that's what Lumosity is, by the way. It doesn't do. Yeah, it doesn't give you techniques. It's just like play this yeah. weird slidey number game yeah, or play, whatever. Yeah, right. Like yeah. you're basically playing like you know, Candy Crush, except in some way that allegedly makes your brain smarter. Right, right, right. Uh, oh, I meant to be te- be judging whether each of these passed the Bechdel test or not. Right. If you uh, are not familiar, the Bechdel test is um, an idea that was put forward by, I think she was an author. I don't know exactly what her credentials were, but the idea that in any media, I guess movie or television, whatever, if two women are having a conversation, it passes the Bechdel test if it contains two women having who have names to care women characters who have names who are having a conversation um that is not about a man without googling it i'm gonna say allison i think it's allison Beckdahl. look at that yeah. lumos take that lumosity take that lumosity <laughs> um i would say lumosity passes it yeah certainly um you okay played- international nope no because they're they're objectifying jean-luc yep um, the Yo Play commercials, First Kiss, that say, could be with a woman. Okay, could be with a woman. The bridesmaid one, no. Okay, there's a they lot say of, something about a cute. There's a lot of talk about men in that one, including that a short man is not she oh, should not right. be paired with a short man, which I think is kind of rude. Michelob Ultra, I think passes, passes. it. I mean, there's no actual dialogue. There's no, there's no dialogue, like, so it might they might lose on a technicality. Yeah, I mean, they might both be thinking about men. <laughs> in that case um malibu does i think malibu passes yeah, yeah. um okay now we have a sprint commercial you remember the sprint friends and family or family plan yeah um this isn't that exciting but it does involve a woman who is uh expand she, she's kind of talking to the faceless uh, disembodied voice of the sprint of sprint hmm. about how she's going to use her family plan um 
And the more people she includes from her work, from her circle of friends, everybody in her life is female. And I just thought it was sort of interesting mm. that that was because there's no reason that that has to be the case in this this story. But for whatever reason, the Sprint decided to make this an all female cast. When you switch to Sprint's new family plan, friends are like family. So who's going to be in yours? How about a few Facebook friends? But the more people you add, the lower the rate. Then add my work group. Add up to 10 people and everyone gets unlimited talk, text, and one gig of data for as low as $25 a month each. Great. Who else you got? Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I brought Rubina. Hi, Rubina. Uh, are the bills separate? All the bills are separate. Oh, hi, Milo. Hi. <laughs> the family plan from Sprint with a new price, new plan, and an all-new network. Visit a Sprint store today. I like this all-female utopia that this woman lives in. Well, it's interesting. Who's this? So her mom pops on the screen, and her mom is with another woman. Yes. And then she goes to they go to embrace, but this new woman is like, wait, are they separate bills? Which I kind of like that. She's like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to hug this lady. And then they hug when they find out it is going to be separate bills. Who is that woman? I thought maybe it was, she doesn't say aunt. No, so, but her mom clearly says, I've brought this yeah, woman. Yeah, so right? I think maybe it's her mom's best friend. Mom's best friend. Or life mom's partner. Mom's life partner, Could possibly. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, yeah, Sprint Is ha- it reductive that there are no... I'm not even joking. It sounds like I'm, <laughs> sounds like I'm trying to be difficult. I'm not. But is it is it reductive that she can't have a male friend just in the mix? Just like, why couldn't it be a guy from work in her work? You know, it's an interesting question. I don't know why there are no men in this ad, but it really stum- stood out to me. And you like, as a woman, you liked it. I'm not sure as a woman, but as like, seriously, because I'm not asking this like, well, why can't the men be in the commercials? <laughs> I'm really not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually talking like more from almost a feminist perspective. Like, yeah, I think that there's no shortage of media in which um, men are in the workplace. Men are part of your social circle. I thought it was, I, I don't know if it's noteworthy, but the woman and her family are Latina. Um, and it actually kind of in a very subtle way did stand out to me as something uh, kind of interesting mm-hmm. and, and intentional that there are only women in her circle. Mm-hmm. Is it time to get wild? Oh, let's get wild. The ladies love to get wild Let's in Vegas. go to Vegas. Yes. What I like about Vegas is whatever happens there, you bring it on home with you and you tell everybody about it. You just relive it over and over and over again. It's a good slogan. All right. This is a fairly straightforward. I knew there had to be like wild girls, girls, mm-hmm. girls gone wild, girls night out kind of things. Not girls gone wild. That is a very specific. But but girls going, girls having fun. And and this is a very specific. This is that thing, right? This is that story. Um a group of female friends, um, I believe they're kind of multiracial, all very beautiful, um, and they're going to go to Vegas and they're going to just wild out in Vegas. And so you have these uh, couple of friends like different, you know, sh- having different outfits on, being in various glamorous locations in Vegas, doing like like hip hop dances together in Vegas. Um and there's not too much to this other than the glamour of being in Vegas, except that I learned about something called the Jabberwockies, which I will explain uh, as you watch it. Okay, now it does sort of seem that it begins, though, not in Vegas, or at least I don't think so. It begins with a woman by herself running with her earbuds in and like kind of on a on a park path somewhere. And then she stops and claps her hands and suddenly she's in Vegas. Yeah, she just right? decides to take a, a girl's trip. I see. And so she claps her hands. Suddenly she's all decked out and in, in the glitzy part of Vegas. Then she claps her hands again and her friends magically right. appear. Girl, you know it's been way too long. I got to get back in my zone. All right. 
now she claps. Now she's got her friend. They're doing a dance. Now they're joined by this hip hop dance troupe with white scary masks on. They're cho- they're toasting. They're trying on clothes. They're in fountains. They're having a great time. You're not supposed to go in the fountain. You're not supposed to go in the fountain. Vegas cannot advertise people being in the fountains knowing that <laughs> if I go to Vegas and I walk in the fountain, they're going to kick me out of the fountain. They will kick you out of the fountain. Um, I just wanted to address the the hip-hop dance troupe that you see briefly in this ad, which is these um, uh, men, male dancers in kind of like camo uh, jumpsuits and these scary white featureless masks. And... I was like, that's got to be something like that's got to be like that's like th- this Vegas commercial didn't make that up for the commercial. Mm-hmm. This is obviously an act that's in Vegas. Right. So I looked it up. They're called the Jabberwockies and they're a hip hop dance troupe that if you read the Wikipedia Wikipedia page for. It's basically like having a conversation with Jason Mendoza from The Good Place <laughs> because they're Oral. their theories about dance groups and street and and competitions with other dance groups is hilarious. I this rings a bell. The name of them rings a bell to me. I, do they always wear the white mask? Because I found yes. them in a 2015 commercial here where they're maskless uh, well, and maybe, dancing with a bunch of kids. This was from a Super Bowl commercial in 2015. Maybe they now. Maybe they didn't always wear masks, but I think that they typically do now. Oh, you know, this is something called Jabba Dads versus Jabba Kids. So let's just get off of that. I was just like <laughs> seeing what else. Here's an MGM Grand TV spot. Because I swear when we talked about these guys. Before. Oh, really? I'd never heard of those. So this is an MGM Grand commercial from, um, I'm going to say, I don't know, 20 mid 2010s or something like that. And once again, we see these Jabba Walkies just kind of like hanging out at the pool, doing some dance moves while like hottie boom bodies walk by and get served their um, boozy drinks. They must just be a main, um, kind of a mainstay of Vegas, huh? I guess so. If they've been there since, if that was 2013, that's a long time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, this can, this commercial was 2017. Right, sorry about still, that. So I guess I was wrong about that. Yeah, to, I was trying to, to figure that run. out on the fly. Yeah. They're probably one of those acts that like you can switch people in and out because they're wearing masks. They're wearing masks. It's very smart. Like, um, I know everybody's thinking like the residents exactly, <laughs> just like the residents. The the big eyeball. They're yeah, they wore the big eyeballs, I right? Think so, yeah. yeah. Um, similar themed is uh, this ad for the Toledo Mud Hens. Oh, which, the minor league team, which is I believe a minor league baseball team. It is, and I think this ad is fun because it's premised on the idea that women can also have a night out at the ball game. Yeah, right? and yeah. Uh, too often that's seen as like a male domain. So you have a, a woman drying her hair and on her phone, and she she and her friends start texting, and pretty soon it turns into a big text chain with all her other friends who are doing various things. One of them's working out. <laughs> That's uh, actually a fun... I'm watching this as we go. <laughs> the one who's working out is doing pull-ups, and this, we see the angle, and she's also... She grabs her phone to read the text and starts doing pull-ups with one hand. Yeah, so Did she's pretty jacked. That? Yeah. Um, and then you have another woman who's kind of like walking down the street, obliviously running into people... I like kind of like that they're not they're not really presented as as flawless archetypes yeah, yep, of women. Yep. Um. So they're each doing their own thing, and then they all get the text that they need to have a night out, and they go to the Toledo Mudheads. Mudheads oh, that's game. this is yeah, and for for a, a minor league commercial, this is decent um, production quality. Yeah. For I, I I can't think I've I don't think I've ever seen a commercial for a minor league team just like in the wild. Hey girls, who's up for a night out? 
<laughs> Here's the woman in the gym. She says, I'm, I'm so in. <laughs> Sorry. Just what I needed. Says another one. And then one has a baby. Oh, yes. a very young mom. Yes, I need a night out. And so, now here they are. Now they're all kind of done up. I mean, not done up. They're but you know they're yeah. They've they've the ballpark done looks their lovely. Hair. They're having a beer. Yeah, and they're going to hang out at a goddamn really, mud hens. It really game. makes the mud hens. I want to be friends with them. Fun, yeah, well, that, that's girl. a good representation, man. I think I think it is too. I like that one. Definitely passes I like the Bechdel test. I like that one a lot. I think that you're showing. They're all of a similar age, but kind of in different places. Like the woman who looks a little bit harried as she's walking down the street, sort of bumping into people. You get the impression that like she's probably got a job where she's really trying to prove herself. You know, I mean, they're yeah. kind of they're kind of youngish. Who knows? It's the... surprisingly filled in for such a quick it representation. Is. It yeah. really is. There's a lot of production that went That's into this. It's a good commercial. Good job, Mudhens. Go Mudhens. Go Mudhens. <laughs> Lifelong Mudhen fan over here. Um, all right, what else we got? All right, now we're going to talk a little bit more about young friendships, childhood friendships, which I, I think is something that um, this is mm. more than more so than I think adult women friendships. Um, there's a fair number of like pretty treacly um, kind of presentations of, of young girls in their friendships. Um, we'll start with this one for 1-800-Flowers, obviously a flower delivery service. Mm -hmm. This woman is picking up an adult woman. Uh, op it opens with an adult woman picking up a book. And when she picks it up, a Polaroid picture falls out of it that she's obviously forgotten was in there. And she sees that it's a picture of her younger self, her childhood self with her with her little friend. Hmm. And now we cut to these very gauzy memories of the two of them running through fields, playing with nature, having a birthday. Um, and it's very cute. And so she is moved to send her friend now also an adult, a scented candle. Oh, that reminds her of like the flowers, of the flowers and the flower they, fields they used to play in. That they traipsed through. Right, yes. I see. It does a good job of letting me know that 1-800-Flowers also sells candles. Yes, exactly. I, mean, I think that's the point of that one, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. We don't just sell flowers, we sell flower-scented things. But I also think it's always good when a, when a commercial... Sometimes it fails to do that, as I think in the Chevy Malibu case, where it's like, this is a use case, right? But... Uh, my mom and I were in the Glassy Baby. Uh, do you know what Glassy Baby is? Yeah. It's these like glass. Fancy candles. Fan these fancy candle votive holders that are kind of a kind of trendy. And we Especially were, around here, right? Because we're kind of the glass blowing region yeah. of the country. And so we were in the Glassy Baby store. And up on the wall was this great big, huge piece of like, I guess, marketing material that was like, a kind of graphic representation of all the reasons that you might give somebody a glassy baby, right? And like all the reasons that somebody might, you know, that not it's not just birthdays or uh, or you know condolences, but like all of these other life life milestones that would be like an appropriate occasion for a glassy baby. And so I think this is kind of good in that it's it's introducing the audience to a reason to send one of these things that's not an anniversary or a birthday. Yeah, right. You know, because yeah. too often that's the only time, you know, Christmas, anniversary, birthdays uh, are kind of it for gift giving mm -hmm. a lot of times. So I think it's smart to think about like, oh, you like, you have this memory of your friend, just surprise her. Like, so thinking of you. Also, it opens up the door for more sales. Exactly. <laughs> um, going way back now, here's one from McDonald's that really focuses on the relationship between these two little girls. Um, and they're gonna tell you in great detail why they're best friends. 
Chris is my very best friend in the whole world. We're exactly alike. We both have trouble with math. What's the square root of 164? We both love horses. And we both hate our hair. Yeah! We even like the same guy. Then we found out he likes Marsha Wilk. Marsha Wilk! Nobody's closer. You're two of a kind. With a smile she tells you. you see that they're like on the same softball team together. One of them didn't have a good at bat, but the other one's cheering her up. They're in a scary movie together. They ice a cake very poorly. They're playing dress up. And now they're at McDonald's. No one sees the world like you do. Best thing about Chrissy is she's my best friend. Here's to the two of you. Now, that to me, you know, it's a retro commercial, so it feels, you know, nostalgic Feel, to me. But, but that's also not retrograde. the pitch. Because, like, what is the pitch there? Because it's only, it, it feels nostalgic to me because it's literally retro. But at yeah. the time when that was a contemporary commercial, are you just trying to, are you just trying to sell it to little kids? I think so. Because there's no Happy Meal shit going on there. There's no Happy Meal. In fact, they're very much, the way they style them, they're very much like little girls dressing up like grown-ups. Like one of them yeah. has like a pocketbook. And... So many of the little the little vignettes that they have are pretty bad. Like, we hate our hair. We're bad at math. Um, like, we like a boy. And, they like riding horses together. I mean, it's fine if you like riding horses. I don't want to. I don't want to come down hard on the horse girls. But just several of those examples. I they're thought, on the baseball team. It's softball, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, like some of these are cute. They're they're playing music together. They're dancing in the rain. But it all feels a little forced. And very much written by an adult man. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. It's probably like oh, this says 81. I believe that this feels very 81 to me. It's a, just an interesting pitch. Like I thought it was going to end with these two girls as adults, like enjoying these flavors of their youth or something. It just seems it like feels, a strange. It's it just, feels so nostalgic. I was waiting for it because it doesn't seem like it's advertising to kids this age. It feels like it's advertising to their parents. Well, but maybe I'm just wrong about that. It specifically that. shows them riding up to a McDonald's on a bike. Yeah, that's on bikes. true. Yeah. And I do wonder if McDonald's is trying to make a pitch for like. Your hometown yeah, hamburger shop where you can. Yeah. And, and specifically for the demographic of like sort of tweenagers and young teenagers Mm -hmm. who are having their first taste of independence able to leave the house and go to a mcdonald's by themselves or or at least with each other and not with a grown-up and making that the destination for a a, because i remember that age like when i was just old enough to i couldn't drive but i could ride a bike or i could walk if i was with a friend who lived somewhere walkable I could walk to a place to get food, you know, without mm-hmm. my parents, without our parents being there. And that is like a really, that's a special age. And it's like a pretty, uh, it's a very clear memory for me of like being that specific age, like between uh, functional adulthood, which is when you can drive, but older than having to have mommy and daddy go with you everywhere. Yeah, no, that's the dream. Growing up in the country, I didn't have any of that. <laughs> um, okay, so now you mentioned My Little Pony earlier in the show. So are we going, this is not a rent, is this going to be a retro My Little Pony? No, My Little Pony is very current. Mm. Um, and My Little Pony's whole thing, like their whole brand, is around friendship and the importance of friendship. Um, and so there's a lot of My Little Pony ads that focus on friendship Um, But this one was very specifically about what friendship is. Little Pony presents Friendship Is. 
You have two little girls and they're um, playing with paint, paint, face paint, and they're doing face painting on each other. And we don't know what they're doing exactly, but they're doing something very specific on each other's faces. And they keep painting and keep painting. And then they put their faces together and they've drawn one half of a rainbow on each cheek. Mm -hmm. So that when they put their cheeks together, it makes a little rainbow. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go back to... And I honestly don't know how that sells in My Little Pony. Yeah. Let me take a listen to what the logline is. Friendship is sticking together. Presented by My Little Pony. That's kind of interesting. So it's just like a PSA from My Little Pony. Yeah, it's kind of brand reinforcement. And if you see a bunch of those when you're watching whatever you're, you know, whatever the youth are watching these days on their (laughs) gizmos and gadgets, you know, you see a (laughs) bunch of those things. I could see that working. Yeah, yeah. Um, Another uh, product that is sold to, to little girls and certainly was sold to little girls a little bit younger than me. I was a little bit old for these when they came along. Uh, is the American Girl doll franchise. Um, when I was a kid, and I was a little bit, again, like a little bit too old to really get into these, but when I was a kid, American Girl dolls were these typically like these very fancy, very ornate dolls that were um, f- that were based on books that had been written about them. And I don't know if the book was written for the doll or vice versa, but the dolls were from historical periods. So you had like a doll from the Victorian era or the doll from the antebellum era or a doll from, you know, and and they became more and more sort of diverse and international over time. There's a uh, there was a whole like cult of them, a cult around them in the store that sold these dolls. Mm-hmm. I went to, into one of those stores Did one you? time where you, I pray you were with me. I hope I was. I, I don't feel like it, I though. wouldn't be comfortable go, just like, because it was in LA. So right. I would have been a man in my early 40s. And they would have probably asked you to leave like when you went to the children's library. It wasn't a children's library. It was the children's section of a library. <laughs> and I was merely, it was a quiet room. And so I sat down on the couch and I was reading my book quietly. Just like then a pervert would. Also, maybe sort of monkeying around with the Kermit the Frog doll that was sitting next to me. <laughs> do you think it was the? Do you think you would have been asked to leave if you hadn't been monkeying? I wasn't monkeying. I've already. T- I've told this. Um, I've already told this story before on TBTL, like when it happened. This is years ago now. Maybe even before we moved to LA. But. Um, <laughs> I was really enjoying my day at the library. I was waiting for a Mariners game to start, I think, in this neighborhood where I wanted to go to a bar, but I was by myself. We sold our scooter at the time. You were out of town, I believe. So I was like just high on life. I was like, I mean, not that I don't love you, but like it was just like, oh, a free Saturday just to like do whatever my heart desired. I'm like, I'm going to go to this bar, pull some tabs, watch a Mariners game, but I still had like 45 minutes or an hour, some sort of inconvenient length of time. I'm like, I'll check out one of these. It's like one of Seattle's little free, not, little free libraries but um branches yeah this branch of the library but there's several of them that are sort of like very similar buildings anyway and i'm in i believe the queen anne neighborhood and so i'm in this you know kind of older building and the the adult you know like the regular adult section is the adult section of your local library but you know just a general <laughs> section I, I got some books from there and then in like the children's area is like totally empty nobody is in there there might have been one little kid by themselves like pulling books like in a shelf I was nowhere near that kid there's a couch in the middle of the room on it is a I think it's a Kermit the Frog doll because he has one of those mouths where if you close it it'll it'll bounce back open you know you can sort of picture it (laughs) 
And so I was sitting there. I, by the way, I've heard this story like a dozen times, and it gets funny. I forgot about. Every time. I kind of forgot about the details of this. And I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm reading, and then just like my undiagnosed OCD or whatever it was, I look over at this Kermit the Frog, and I just reach over, and I with my. <laughs> Forefinger and thumb. I just close its mouth quickly, and then I let go, and it opens back up. And then I'm going to go back to my book. But as I, as my eyes go back to the book, I see a young woman who's standing in the doorway, staring at me, yeah, like somebody who works there. And she asked if I had any kids, and I said no. And she said I'd ask you to leave this part of the library. And I said I will leave the entire library. And I believe I did not check out those books. And I was, I, I honestly, even thinking about it now, like. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I know you weren't. I was nowhere near a child. And if there were kids who wanted to send that couch, of course I would like read the room and like let them have that couch. It was an it was just an empty room. I just wanted some quiet. I know. Of course I know that. And anyone who knows you knows that. And that woman probably knew that was the almost certainly the most likely scenario. But, you know, she has a job to do and you know, it's kind of like you also can't go to Chucky. E. There are certain places you can't go without a child. Right. So back to my. But do you think it would have happened if you hadn't been monkeying around with the current? I do wonder. I mean, that like, was, was that, the thing. Did that tear it? It was like this moment where I I didn't even realize what I was doing. I was just like fidgeting for a second, and then I realized I was caught in the act. It's just like that time. And I... you probably looked guilty in a way that. She may have misread. Yeah, maybe. And she was like, oh, we're supposed to wear pants in the library. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> um, and you held up the Kermit and said, CD pants on this guy? Yeah. It's literally called Kermiting. I don't think it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to my American doll experience. Um, at this nice, like, very upscale outdoor mall in L.A. that most people know there called The Grove. Um, we always joke around about calling it the Groove yeah. so much I can't remember what it's called. It's called the Grove, and um, they have or had an American Doll store. I believe two stories. I could Wouldn't be wrong about me. that. Or like, yeah. there was a place where you would walk up to the back, and you were like, "Oh yeah, this is like the um, the beauty salon." Like kids would oh, bring yes. their American their existing yeah. dolls and have them their hair did. Yeah, exactly. And I was, it blew me away. I don't think I was with you because I remember you telling me about that. I walked into an American doll store by myself without a child or a partner. I think you were there. I think you had a friend with you. Maybe. I don't remember going in. Okay. But I do remember talking about it with you. Anyway, so American Girl dolls have really expanded their empire. And now they're making a thing called Welly Wishers, which are... Probably a, I don't know if they're like a less elaborate, but they're anyway, they're, they're American girl dolls are just, you know, these, these fairly proportional, somewhat like a sort of, uh, I guess, to scale little girl dolls. And they're wearing wellies, like rain boots. Oh, and I didn't know that. We know that rain boots are called wellies? In Great Britain. Huh. Um, it's called American girl. It is. Um, but I guess they're trying to go, what they're trying to go for here is these are dolls that are meant to teach little girls about like how to be a good friend or mm -hmm. you know kind of social emotional intelligence right mm -hmm. that's good so the story the way that they're telling the story is they have this little girl who is pretty stinking cute sitting at a little tea tea table like a little you know tea party table in the in a pretty you know very natural looking environment kind of like a meadow or something and sitting with her also on like a chair for a little person like a like a child like mm -hmm. a child-sized chair is an adult woman and this adult woman is asking, purportedly, is asking this little girl for 
advice about a situation she's having with a friend that's making her unhappy. I have this friend at work that keeps interrupting me. What should I Okay, do? I'm going to uh, stop you right there. <laughs> Sorry, I just really I just really needed to pay off that. Ladies, I, I, I was just I was just reeling into the interrupting cow version, alternate version of this commercial that lives in my imagination. Okay, here. We'll listen to it all the way through. I have this friend at work that keeps interrupting me. What should I do? The best way to talk to your friends is nicely. And then ask her not to inter- interrupt you. Can you please um, give that to Emerson? If a girl learns friendship young, she learns it for life, says the Chiron. How to be a good friend. So am I to believe... So then it like kind of cuts to... We see the little girls say, you know, be nice to your friends or whatever. Um, I wasn't listening. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, and then, and then she says, "Can you please hand this to Wellington or something?" She hands a little teacup, a toy teacup uh-huh. or whatever. But then, instead of the adult woman taking it, it's another little kid. And suddenly, we're now in a place where a bunch of little kids are playing, or you know, a couple of little kids are playing with these dolls. Oh, I didn't spot the other kid. Am I wrong about that? I thought that the young woman was replaced by other friends. This this young girl's age. Maybe I saw it incorrectly. And so I wasn't sure if um, we're supposed to believe that this was seen. Oh, now. you're right. There is another little girl there. Maybe the adult woman is transformed I was almost wondering, into a child. Or, <laughs> that would be quite magical. That would be, and then by the end, you have like, it looks like, I don't know, three or four little kids It looks all like playing. they, and there is another one that we'll listen to There's here. There's four of them here. And so I was wondering if it was almost like that adult woman, if it almost like it was a almost a, a part of the kid's imagination maybe, maybe. or something. I feel like something, they set there's it up. something more here well, because I, I the get adult the, disappears. I get the sense that it's, that these ads are part of like a bunch of footage that was shot and then it's sort of been intercut to create mm-hmm. a series of commercials. Um, and the women, the adult women and the child and the children, the little girls, um, all are kind of representative of the ethnicities that are represented by the dolls. So I think there's some mm-hmm. kind of like mixing and matching going on to make sure that these commercials sort of have a diverse cast, yeah. even if the only speaking lines are, are by these two actors. That's kind of interesting. Um, but I think it's funny that one of the dolls... One of the Welly Wishers is named Wellington. Or do they yeah, all have like a well in their that's name? That's interesting, yeah. And <laughs> Welling- Wellington, Wellington Welly. Yeah, and Wellington doesn't sound, is that a name? I mean, again, that sort of sounds British. I don't know why yeah. we're leaning so far into the Britishisms if it's called American Girl. Although I, I take it that in your description of American Girl that like. There are not American American There girls. are a lot of like representing cultures yes. all over the world, I would assume. Yes, so, all through name. history, all over yeah. the world. It's it's quite an imp- quite Did, an empire. Do you want to play another one of these? Yeah, so this is one where we have another adult woman, um, I believe, talking to a different little girl about another problem she's having at work. These women are having a lot of problems with their work friends. Hmm. I was on this group project at work, and my friend took all the credit. Should I say something? Yes, you should say that totally breaks the rules of friendship. Always be nice. Always share. Always have fun. Introducing Welly Wishers from American Girl. Characters who teach girls how to be a good friend. Maybe we should be teaching girls how sometimes you don't need to be nice. And where's the belt? Sometimes it's okay to say, no, I don't want to do that. Or I don't think you're funny. Or take your hand off me. Or stop talking. I was talking. Yeah. Stop talking. 
I was talking. <laughs> no, I thought the same exact thing. Like, and now she's saying the these are the rules of friendship. True. So maybe that she means it like be nice to your friends, which is a nice thing. But like, yeah, that's a really in 2022 to hear this little girl saying, "Always be nice." It feels you're like, a little um, bad. Feels a little gross. Yeah, that's not. We don't what have. We should a, be teaching here's what little, we don't have a problem with in our society. Little girls sending, being, me, sending yeah. little girls the message that they should be nice. Yeah, that's actually not something that we have a big deficit on. Yeah. So maybe like focused on some other areas. Yeah, it would be funny if the Wellington Wellies were just like the bad bitch collection, and it's just like there probably are some dolls that are that. <laughs> they're actually. just like teaching girls to like be independent and tough, <laughs> and, and not always just smile and go along with the person who's. Uh, I also think it's an interesting thing that. These adult, generally speaking, I like, I sort of like the idea of what they were going for. That second one really turned me off with that always be nice thing. But um, I also think it's a little bit, I said torturous before. That's not the right word here. But it's a little bit of a stretch that these adult women are also referring to their coworkers always as their friends. Well, maybe they're their friends, but not always. That's also kind of a weird. I think so, too. And also, these are not real problems that these women have. They were told to come in. And present a made-up scenario that a little girl could understand and then respond to, you know, in an age-appropriate way. Mm-hmm. But this woman doesn't have a friend at work who's always interrupting her. Like, <laughs> spoiler alert. Right. That's not real. You, yeah. You mean it's just an actor. It's, I mean, it's yeah. like line. It's just a line. Like, yeah. whether, like, I don't know how these were set up, but, like... It is not a real person with it's a not real, real problem. People, not actor situation. It's not a real person who was like, I'm having a problem with my friend at work who interrupts me. And then like, how can I get some help with this? I know. I'll go to American Girl Doll and see if they have some sort of program in which I can bring my problem to a small child. Right. But it's interesting that they're talking about friendship. But in both cases, they're it's my work. friend yeah. at work. Maybe one in the you know it it is like hey i have a friend at work but also i have a friend who keeps taking my idea you know i just feel like i don't know expanded like this idea that like everybody at work is your friends is also kind of a kind of a strange thing to set i thought it was a strange thing too and i looked for other ones to see if the if that was just out of context the only two ones from work but i couldn't find any other examples this is interesting if you think about it this little girl and this adult woman are on the set together as paid actors. Yep. So they're actually colleagues. They're at work together. What if the adult woman <laughs> is being super passive aggressive and her. she's talking about the little girl oh, who keeps it. stealing her ideas on the set for like punch ups? Yes. Wow. I like it. So passive aggressive. Oh, I hope that was it. All right, let's close out here. I see that you have put one of my favorite commercials this of all time at the end here. I said there was only one kind of Golden Girls uh, era type of friendship i i wish that i could had found more depicting uh older women in in a friendship but it was a little bit hard to find this Mm -hmm. one almost is the end of a friendship i'm sad to say but it's a classic e-surance ad that has become a real touchstone for people i'm just gonna let beatrice uh who is an offline oversharer take it away <laughs> can i just set it up though that they are these women are all in somebody's like living room one of their living rooms and one of them has a bunch of photos pasted literally to her wall instead of mailing everyone my vacation photos i'm saving a ton of time by posting them to my wall Ooh, i like that one it's so quick it's just like my car insurance I saved 15% in just 15 minutes. I saved more than that in half the time. I unfriend you. That's not how it works. 
That's not how any of this works. 15 minutes for a quote? Isn't she, just, she looks at her and says, I unfriend you. I unfriend you. <laughs> I love that. That's not. I say that daily. That's not how this works. I think That's everyone not how does. any of this works. You think so? That actor who, who delivered that line really delivered it for the ages. God, I love it. Yep, yep, yep. In yes, the background there, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. It's, every time you hear it, something new um, <laughs> emerges from that song. I want to share with you a couple of these commercials that I've stumbled upon in some old VHS cassettes. This first one I thought was sort of, um, I believe it's sort of seasonally um, appropriate. I don't know if it's specifically the holiday season, but it definitely uh, has a bunch of little kids in choir robes, okay? Like very traditional looking like red choir robes with, how would you describe those high like ruffled a, like collars? A, like a white ruff, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And they're all singing um, from these you know, choir books. But then we see that some kid apparently ordered some Domino's pizzas and they arrive during this choir performance. Did this kid have a credit card? It's unclear. We even see, especially where I have it stopped right now, we see the pizza uh, delivery guy kind of handing this to the kid. The pizza delivery guy sort of looks like he's just kind of creeping in the corner. It's a little <laughs> bit weird. Um, but the pizza delivery guy gives these kids the pizza. They start passing slices around surreptitiously. So I guess the choir director won't see it. But then as they're eating the pizza, it's doing something to their voices. Domino's ultimate deep dish gets quite a reaction. Rings for three friend and two turtle doves. A zesty thick crust, cheese melted to the edge. It's ultimate deep dish only from Domino's. Call now for a large with one topping just $9.99. They're growing up so quickly. And a partridge in a pear tree. Am I to understand that Domino's is holding itself out as jumpstarting puberty? I was going to ask you what the <laughs> what the pitch is there. That's what I'm. That's my read. And first of all, don't we see? Is it only little boys whose voices are going low? Because it's not only little boys in the choir. I don't think. And I wasn't sure if it was a puberty thing or like why is it? Why is I, it a pitch that pizza would I either? I think they are all boys. I, I guess, guess they the boys are. Choir. Okay, it is a but boys choir though. Okay, what on? earth are they trying to sell about dominoes here i'm not sure And you see a couple of the moms in the audience they look at each other and by the way this is in the era where dominoes really did not look good on no. tv they're showing some photos of the. they did I'll, not I'll, know how to shoot I'll their order, own pizza god yeah. damn it i'll order a domino's pizza right now and i'll eat it in front of you like yeah. i have no problem eating domino's pizza but my god these they are some not unattractive it. yeah photo i think they have the cheese on top here maybe that's something domino's used to do I'm or maybe sure. that's a deep dish style or maybe they're showing the Genevieve. That's it. That's why you were thinking about deep dish. No, no. I was oh. talking about deep dish on the show the other day, and we have a deep dish pizza date. They're advertising deep dish pizza, oh, which is why voices. their voices. Do they say deep dish, and I missed that? They do, and I'm glad we, fig I'm glad we talked it through. Domino's ultimate deep dish gets quite a reaction. Rings. 
A zesty, thick crust, cheese melted to the edge. It's ultimate deep dish only from Domino's. So, Call now. Okay, that's why the pizza doesn't look good because it's deep dish. Um, and and a, okay, now the joke sort, sort of, of makes sense. sense. But you and I both had the same reaction, which was they don't they don't like hit it hard enough, like to make the point tie those ideas to tie together. those ideas together. It's a tenuous connection at best, anyway. Like, if they're going to make that the joke, they need to, like, like, they need to say something, write to it, something like, it's so deep. Yeah, exactly. It's the deepest deep dish. Exactly. How deep is it? It's a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. Like, like need to... you need to write to it, because mm-hmm. otherwise, it just seems like they're saying their pizza's full of hormones. Domino's, dumb it down for me. That's I mean, all I I'm saying. Say, I hate to say that Domino's. I'm too stupid to understand a Domino's commercial, but... I just don't think it was well executed. I am on the verge of coming up with a campaign for Domino's called Dom It Down For Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just coming up with this right now. That so sounds that, like it could be about like Dom Sub. Yeah, no, that is Which true. would be another that, interesting that would direction be kind of, to take it. That would be kind of interesting. I have another commercial here from the mid-90s that I want to share with you. I think I, I have this listed as um, 1996, which means this was on a tape. I think... This was on a VHS tape that I found where somebody had taped a whole bunch of programming off of an early version of the FX network. And I grabbed the commercials off it. So this is a Burger King commercial that plays off of an earlier campaign, I think like a retro campaign, where there was a um, Burger King song. And unfortunately, I don't have that Burger King song in front of me right now. It must have been something like the McDonald's two all-beef patties song. Okay. Um, But this is a bunch of people in a workplace. This is a legitimately funny commercial, not even having the original at at my fingertips. This is a bunch of people in a workplace kind of having lunch, and then it's sort of... um, it's sort of chopped up. You see them in various places around the office and they're all trying to remember the original lyrics of this Burger King song and getting it wrong and arguing with each other. You remember that Burger King song? Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, crying babies won't upset us. Crying babies? <laughs> <laughs> it's hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, hold the ketchup, hold the lettuce. No, 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 no. <laughs> Vegetables are out to get it. <laughs> Even if you now just met us. One thing's for sure. Your offer has always made your way. Just 99 cents every day. In the hallway. The Whopper, always 99 cents at Burger King. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. No. No. Hey, hey guys, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that commercial not good? I love it, and it's tantalizing me because now I want to hear the full song all the way through, although I love the... the confused or misremembered lyrics. I, the misremembered lyrics it's are really, good. really good. Crying babies won't upset us. While I look for the original, um, let me just play this for you again because I just feel like it's pretty, it's got some good jokes in there. You remember that Burger King song? Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, crying babies won't upset us. Crying babies? No, 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 no. It's hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, hold the ketchup, hold the lettuce. No, 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 no. It's vegetables are out to get us. <laughs> even if you now just met us. One thing's for sure. <laughs> vegetables are out to get us even if you, you just now, no, even if you now just met us. <laughs> that is really, really good. I think I might have found the original here. May I help you, sir? Two Whoppers, two Whopper Juniors, and four Coca-Cola. And would I have to wait long if you made one Whopper with no pickle and no lettuce? No, sir. Hold the pickle, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. Oh, well, in that case, could I have the other Whopper with extra ketchup? Sure. We can serve your broad beef Whopper fresh with everything on topper. Any way you think is proper. 
Now that's the way to do things. Our way. That is wild. That is so amazing. I've never heard that before. First of all, it's from 1974. I had no idea that Whopper Juniors were around then. I thought that was definitely something that came around in the 90s. Also, I'm going to say something that might be a little sexist here. Okay. But so it's the woman who's taking the order who like breaks into song twice. And when she breaks into song... She kind of gets crazy eyes. <laughs> Don't you think? Like, I'm, I'm sure you hear, like, because she's just like taking the order, and then all of a sudden she's like, Yeah, now I'm singing. Now to I'm you. singing. And she locks yeah. eyes in a way that is somewhat unsettling to me. Yeah, it has a little bit of the feel of when Dorothy gets to the land of Oz, gets I, to the, the Emerald City. Um, anyway, I love that in 1996, almost 20 years later, maybe a little bit more than 20 years later, they revisit it with some, and again, I think there's just really, really good. Burger King should really think about reviving that in some capacity. Like, is throwing back to it again, I mean. (laughs) Crying babies don't upset us. (laughs) Vegetables are out to get us. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Well, let's start with something that I was very charmed by, and I kind of went down a rabbit hole to find it. We got a message uh, from an unnamed listener. Uh, listener, uh, if you would like to be named, just let me know. Just uh, tech, uh, email us or, or post on the Facebook page. Um, but that uh, he, he or she pointed us to this Twitter thread about the best print holiday ads. Now, I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. I never did, and I spend even less now. But, you know, I know there's still some fun things there. And there's this is from a, this is a thread that was started by at um, Matt Gray or at Matt underscore Gray underscore and it's just kind of like interesting print ads, right? Like that did like interesting visuals and and various things. And I'll link to it in case you want to check out some of those print ads. Uh, this is an audio medium, so it doesn't help us that much to look at those. But in that thread, people, of course, were responding and posting their own kind mm-hmm. of favorite holiday um, holiday ads. And this of all time, I should yes, say, yes, of yeah. all time. Mm-hmm. And this one came to my attention that I had never seen before, even though it's nine years old, or maybe that's why I hadn't seen it before. This is called Jingle Hoops, and it is incredible. You have these absolute NBA just monsters, right? Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Steve Nash, Derrick Rose, and ultimately LeBron James. Is Steve Steve Nash is the coach, right? Um, or, or, no, Steve Nash a player? Okay, sorry. I don't I don't know. know much about basketball. Yeah, I don't. If you're trying to, if you're going to try to, I've told you everything I know about this ad in terms of basketball. I think I'm confusing him with whoever the Warriors. Yeah, I'm confusing him. Uh, um, Anyway, go ahead. I was thinking of the Warriors head coach. I don't know his name. Um, Anyway, uh, this is nine years ago. So, you know, I mean, Steph Curry is a baby in this. Mm -hmm. Um, You have these these players. They're standing uh, in front of five hoops that all have bells attached to them, like various, like a number of bells attached to each hoop. And the bells are a different tone for Mm -hmm. each hoop. And so together, they're all throwing basketballs at these hoops (laughs) to to play jingle bells. Oh my God. Okay. This is intriguing. And do you think this is real? Do you think that the sound is real? I looked at a making of it and it's unclear even from the making of it if it's real. Definitely they did it in front of a green screen. So I think the the surroundings that they're in Mm. are not real. I looked pretty hard at the making of, and I think that the bells are really on the hoops. They're actually activating the sounds that we're hearing, you think? As far as I can tell, but I mean, the 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 making of little, you know, mini documentary was a little bit, I think, uh, 
oblique on that point. Gotcha. For some reason, I was confusing Steve Nash with Steve Kerr. I don't know why. They're both named Steve and have monosyllabic last names. Tune it up, KD. That sounds good right there. Don't mess this up. <laughs> Please tell me the camera was on. Was that LeBron who comes in and dunks it at the At the very end, yeah. one of them throws a ball and it, I intentionally overthrows it so that LeBron could come in and dunk it. And then he says, please tell me that the camera was on. And I'm looking, is that a, I believe is that that's a Miami Heat shirt that he's wearing there. So that would be, this is, I don't know, did you say how old this was? Because that would be pretty old. He's yeah, been in LA for a little bit I think bit it's now. eight or nine years ago. Okay, gotcha. Oh, that, that that's a really good commercial. I'd never seen that before. So thank you to whoever put me onto this Twitter thread because it led me to Jingle Hoops. Did somebody email that in? Is that why you don't know the name? Or uh, um, Yeah. Are we on, Um, what's that? Uh. Signal? Are we on Signal? Isn't that the <laughs> it's not, the anonymous yeah, app? We're not using Signal. If anybody yet. has any yes. hot tips, any that they really want to tell anything us, that's very sensitive, we will protect your identity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to get out of here. But before we do, I have to show you this SNL parody of Arby of an Arby's ad because it gets directly at something that you have been saying for years about a specific kind of fast food pitch, and I'm just going to let you. Hmm play it um you're gonna i'm hear, really intrigued you're gonna hear what have i been saying for years about fast food pitches well let's see if you can figure it out before they get to it i'll just tell you that it starts out like a typical arby's ad somebody who sounds like ving rames is uh doing the you know the the close-up shots of the sandwiches and making the pitch for their latest deal and then we cut to uh various uh, customers, SNL, you know, cast mm-hmm. members, customers uh, sitting in an Arby's reacting to this uh, this pitch. It's back, the Arby's five for ten. That's right, you get five Arby's roast beef sandwiches for only ten dollars. That's five stacked juicy roast beef sandwiches for just ten bucks. What do you have to say about that? Uh, I guess all I have to say is how. Yeah, yeah, that just seems like a lot of roast beef sandwiches for $10. It's five heaping piles of tender roast beef for only 10 measly dollars. Can you even believe it? Honestly, no. Yeah, we're struggling to understand the physics of how this much roast beef is $10. Yeah, because isn't one roast beef sandwich normally at least $5? Ha, ha, ha. I bet you never thought $10 could get you five mountains of roast beef. No, that's exactly what we're saying. We don't think it's possible. I just Googled roast beef at the grocery store, and it sells for $11 a pound, but you're saying... Giving you pound after pound of roast beef for just ten dollars? <laughs> yeah, see, that's what's throwing us off. Because if roast beef is eleven dollars a pound, I mean, I know bread is super cheap, but it's not negative dollars. <laughs> Arby's is a for-profit business, right? Like now, I, this goes on for a really long time. I don't know yeah. if we want to play all five minutes of it, but do they get they, into the one thing that I would say though is, do they get into being worried about the quality yes, of the food? Indeed. Okay, yeah, it's, 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 shake? A, it's sort of subtle implied like i don't think they want to come out and say like arby's is serving horse or whatever Mm -hmm. but like 
Well, they are serving horsey sauce. They're horse serving horsey sauce, but like, and I'm not sure that horse would be cheaper than beef anyway, but they don't come right out and say like, you know, Arby's is, is super gross, but mm-hmm. they, they kind of, they kind of get, that's the general idea. And they get into ta- Taco Bell sells all these, mm-hmm. in, you know, incredibly cheap boxes full of, you know, tacos with meat yeah. on them. And the, the subtext of all of this is like, what are you really selling? Yeah, if you're, what are we putting in our bodies? What are we putting in our bodies if you're able to sell it for this cheap? And you've said for years that that should be the the retort, right? That like yeah. they're selling five hamburgers for five dollars. Yeah, like, what's in that? What's in that? I guess the real answer, if you want to have absolutely no fun with this, I guess the real answer would be it's kind of a loss. It's a loss leader situation. Like you're going in there, but then you're going in there with your family. You're buying sodas. Yes. You're buying the the waffle fries, yes. or whatever. Any any first year economic student can tell you it's mm-hmm. a loss leader situation. But I do think that we have talked about many times over the years about these kind of crazy deals as being like sort of troubling that they're mm-hmm. selling that much meat product for so cheap. I think we it came up because we were I think we were, did a show on like I don't know somehow it involved retro fast food commercials and like the deals back then like we did it oh you know what I didn't I like convert things to real dollars yeah. or something and like it was like somehow inflation did not affect the deals at McDonald's it's at so weird. all yeah. it was still just like uh, you know, like the patties are still being sold for just pennies, just pennies yeah. on the dollar. No, it's yeah. it, it really is wild. We've talked about that before, and so I thought, thank you, Brandon, for um for bringing that up because I think that is relevant to our interests. Brandon, not afraid to put his name to his email. <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. God, I've been talking about Arby's so much lately. I don't go to Arby's. As much well, as you news, might you can think. get five roast beef sandwiches for ten dollars. <laughs> I really don't go there all that often. I haven't been there probably in a couple of years now, um, but I can tell that it's getting close. Like I've been talking about Arby's <laughs> so much in various different situations lately. Like I don't know if I'm going to well, make it. The next time we go to week. Costco, we'll yeah, make a, we'll make an Arby's. Exactly. Trip. Um, you can call us uh, to tell us about your Arby's experiences or other stories at 607-444-5597 email us at after these messages show at gmail visit us on the youtube page i'm seeing some great comments there a lot yeah that's really cool enthusiastic comments and uh, you can find it just by by the way because it is kind of hard to find things there's so much content on youtube uh if you search for after these messages podcast on youtube that should you'll, you'll see our logo and it should take you to our page yep and then you can subscribe and then you can never lose it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, or visit us on the Facebook group. Which is also called, conveniently, After These Messages Show, I want to say. All right. Thanks, everybody. That was a fun show. We'll talk to you in a week. Karachi Posse Zaki's Poppy. Red Octagons couldn't stop me.